Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. suspect describes the six bombs that he constructed with a level of specificity that he identified the differences among those six bombs. There was no indication of why these specific addresses in those that were delivered to homes or those that were placed in the community or those that were mailed. There was no reason given for why he selected those individuals. So what brand of crazy was this uh, person, the Austin bomber? And then how did they catch him? What was the technology used to figure out who he was and get on his trail? Indeed, both facets uh, of that story really, really interesting. And Matt Zapatosky, the national security reporter for the Washington Post, has been kind enough to join us to discuss it. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey, great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So listen, let's start with the, the apprehension uh, there is some pretty interesting technology put to use to find this guy quickly. Tell us about it. 
Yeah. So at the beginning of this case, police really seemed lost. They thought the first bomb might have been like a drug deal retaliation gone awry. They were exploring family ties between the victims. But as more and more bombs started going off, they were able to use this technology that helps them place cell phones at a location. So they like look at a cell tower and see, okay, what were the phones that pinged off this tower? And the more locations that you go to that they can match to that sort of that tower or different towers, they, they zero in on a phone. So they're zeroing in on this, this guy's phone, this Mark Condit's phone. And then he sort of escalates even further. He uses a tripwire and he sends some bombs through FedEx. At FedEx, they get him, albeit in a disguise, on a surveillance camera. They get a good description of his car. And then they're off to the races. They end up cornering him outside a hotel. And it leads to this dramatic confrontation where he ends up detonating a bomb and they shoot at him and he ends up dead. Well, the description of a car, you know, all that sort of stuff, we all get that, I think. But that first part, that's interesting. So, so you have a crime, then you get the information of all the cell phones that were in that area in the crime. Then when there's another crime, you get all that information. And then I suppose a computer crunches down and, hey, there's only one phone that was in both of those places or all three of those places. And then you got the guy. Yeah, that that's the that's the sort of short of it. And the more locations that get you get, the more you right. can crunch down. You know, at two cell towers, you, there's going to be tons of phones that go by two cell towers. Three fewer, you know, four even fewer. So the more you, the more information there you get, the fewer phones you can zero in on. Now that in and of itself probably is not enough to get the guy, but it's a key piece that that puts authorities on the trail. Well, it sounds like a couple of more bombings they'd have been able to narrow it down to his phone, maybe. And that, that's both uh, exciting from catching bad guys and troubling from a tracking us all standpoint. But it's interesting either way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to your point, you might have a list of people after four bombings. But if you can come up with one other piece of evidence, then suddenly you have more layers to put on the, the kind of filter of, of who's a suspect. So, Matt, the other question that Jack mentioned uh, introducing you was that um, this guy seems to be a fairly normal young man. The family is horrified and shocked, and nobody knew what evil lurked in his heart. Yeah, look, I would say to that, that feels like the thing we always hear after mass shootings or incidents kind of like this. You know, oh, I'm, I'm so shocked by this. And typically, as you sort of pull back the layers of the onion, you you sort of see maybe there were signs. But you're right that right now this seems like a normal guy. He was homeschooled. He had been enrolled in community college, though he didn't finish. Uh, his family just seems devastated and shocked by it all. In Investigators are interviewing or were interviewing a couple of his roommates to see what they might have known about all of this. And we still don't have a clear sense of what knowledge they did have. But it does seem, at least by these initial accounts, that he was a normal guy and there weren't any at least super obvious warnings. No history of mental illness or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, not, not that we have found so far, but again, it, it's pretty early, and sometimes, you know, you give it a couple days, and people will come forward right. maybe with, with right. stories. Well said. That's why we like talking to you, Matt. Um, and so far, no criminal record uncovered. Uh, but back to the, the roommates, my understanding is that they lived in a junker of a house, judging by the video I've seen, uh, but he, the, the bomber had dedicated one of the rooms to being his bomb lab and had all sorts of parts and materials and stuff in there. So just, yeah, I think there is. 
Go ahead, sorry. I think there are some tough questions for the roommates, you know, and yesterday uh, we had a reporter outside the house saw, I said, what we think is one of them, I guess we're not so, totally certain of this, taken out in handcuffs. Authorities interviewed them, and authorities haven't ruled out charges for anybody else, at least not that I've seen. So, you know, they probably have some tough questions to answer, at least about maybe not their involvement, about what they knew about what was happening. And any sniff of anything political, racial, religious, uh, personal beefs, anything from this guy? Not so far. So we understand he was generally conservative leaning. He had written some posts online expressing kind of anti-abortion views and he was opposed to gay marriage. But those aren't like beliefs that necessarily would lead you to a crime like this. And apparently he left this 25 minute recording um, describing why he had done what he had done. And police haven't said exactly what he said, though they indicated it was just kind of personal life grievances. It wasn't political. Uh, one initial theory was that this might have been racial because two of the first victims were black and the third was Hispanic. But then there was a couple of white guys who ran across the tripwire and police said they don't have any indication of that he had picked these people in particular for any reason. So it doesn't seem like hate, at least right now, was, was a driving factor. One more loser who thought his grievances were so important he got to hurt innocent people. I think that's the long and short of it. Hey, back to the cell phone stuff do you know is that information that is just available to the police did they have to get a warrant um uh, how that whole thing works they have described having to get a war- warrant in in this case. I guess I don't know specifically. They haven't said we needed warrants. I think generally they do need to get that, you know, get warrants to get that kind of information from the cell phone providers. Yeah, I, we've had a couple of correspondents from law enforcement recently who've described a process of Depending on who you ask, um, the, the, the giant list of numbers, they don't need a warrant for, according to one guy, but as soon as they hone in on a number and say, we got to figure out who this guy is, then they do need a warrant, but it may even vary jurisdiction to jurisdiction. I don't yeah. know. Uh, well, anyway, maybe that can be your next article, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look into that for you guys. Matt Zapatoski, national security reporter from the Washington Post. Final question, Matt. Are you following the... Donald Trump, Joe Biden, if we'd fought in high school feud. <laughs> I saw some tweets to that effect this morning. Well, it's, um, it may be the most astounding thing I've ever heard in my adult life. And they're both engaging, both the former vice president and the current president, going back and forth on who would have whooped whose ass back in high school. Hmm. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Great in that time. fight? It's uh, strange times we live in. I, I wouldn't want to handicap that one. I'm not a not a betting man. Well, keeping in mind, in their cases, that was 55 to 60 years ago. That makes, I was a great high school football player, look legitimate. Yeah. I mean, that's I, just sad. I bet I could throw out football over that mountain. Yeah. Matt Zapatoski of the Washington Post. Matt, it's always a pleasure. Thanks a million. Yeah, thank you. He, didn't, he did not uh, enjoy that last part of the conversation. I think he's probably too busy reporting on national security to be fully engaged in that story, which is to his uh, regret, mm-hmm. because it is horrifarious. It is simultaneously, mm-hmm, at the same time, horrifying and hilarious. While we're talking about scumbags briefly, the video that came out yesterday of the Vegas shooter who killed 50-some people and injured a whole bunch more. Oh, yeah, I watched that. I just saw a little bit of it. It's very long. 
Yeah. It's all the video that they have of you when you're in Vegas, which is a lot. You're mm-hmm. always on a camera. Mm-hmm. Pretty much in your life, you got to remember that. Whether you're sticking your finger in your nose or stealing office supplies, you're always on camera, pretty much everywhere. Or you're missing your spouse, and there's uh, movies available on the TV. I assume they're videotaping that in your room. So what struck you about this, just the um, the, the video of the Vegas shooter, just the banality of his existence before he did this? Precisely. He was living a very normal existence for a guy spending a handful of days in Las Vegas. There's nothing at all notable about it, except that he was repeatedly seen getting on elevators with a couple of suitcases. And it took a long time to get all that equipment up to his room. Right, and knowing what was in those suitcases is horrifying, but the banality of it, yes, is really what strikes you. It, it, it does. He's going to the convenience store, he's getting snacks, playing slot machines, chatting with people, having a nice meal, taking mm. a little walk to stretch his legs. It it, it, it it is striking. I'm not trying to claim it is, but what do we expect him to be doing? Like well, sitting there going, arr, arr, and like well, growling? No, just, or The fact mm. that he was uh, spending time on recreation. That's weird. I mean, the going back and forth, up and down the elevator, just looking like a regular guy. I don't know what else you're going to do. You got to eat, so he stops right. at the convenience store. But why would you spread out what you're doing over the course of several days? The gambling thing is get, pretty interesting. Well, right, get down to business and and just you know taking walks, stretch his legs, whatever, chatting with fellow patrons, blah blah blah. Of course, well, I guess you got to do something. So if he was watching TV, it would seem weird. I mean, you got to do something in between. <sighs> Yeah, I guess. Waiting for the concert. Yeah. It is it's something to watch though. Right. It's weird to watch that guy standing there in the air elevator checking his watch, you know, looking around, thinking he's gonna kill a whole bunch of people in a little bit. Boy, this half for hour no has, particular reason has turned really deathy. Uh but we ought to talk about the police shooting in Sacramento. Before we get to that, I got a couple of clips of Jay Leno I want to hear. He was um on the Tonight Show last night. Jay Leno. Hmm. We've got he used his, to host it, didn't he? His first joke ever on The Tonight Show from 1977. When he was Johnny a Carson. guest on Johnny Carson's. Right, which made him a star. And it's a Jimmy Carter character. He's something. And it was the anniversary, so he did some jokes with Jimmy Fallon last night. Oh, okay. We'll see if they're funny or not. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Viva! The Armstrong and Getty Show. What remains of the day remains to be seen. I'll get a kick out of newsmen, because newsmen always use the same metaphors. Another senseless killing early today in mid-Manhattan. Senseless as opposed to what? <laughs> Sensible killing? Man was beaten and robbed of 12 cents on the west side, a senseless killing, whereas on the east side, a $1,000 killing, very sensible. <laughs> Pretty good. No Made audience reaction, though? Made me laugh. Did you watch any more of it, or did you just hear the one joke? Just that's, the one joke I saw. That's Jay Leno, his uh, Tonight Show debut in 1977. It was the anniversary episode. He went on the Tonight Show last night with James Fallon and did a couple of jokes. And a lot of really talented and really accomplished actors have been accused of sexual harassment. Also, Steven Seagal. <laughs> in fact, I was talking about this just yesterday with my Uber driver, Kevin Spacey. That's what we were talking about. Ah. Matt- 
Oh, did you want the other one? I don't sure. get that. Oh, because he's desperate for work now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I get it. Now I get it. Matt Lauer fired from the Today Show, and Matt had to learn the hard way. When Al Roker says no, he means no. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Ro- How about Charlie Rose walking around naked in front of interns? When did newsmen start behaving like this? I don't remember Walter Cronkite prancing around in front of Margaret Thatcher. Take a look at that, Margaret. That's, <laughs> and that's the way it is. <laughs> I chuckled yeah. a couple times. Yeah. The uh, the image of Matt Lauer and Al Roker doing it is kind of... I'm just uh, I'm a little discouraged that Jay Leno unleashed a joke on me that I couldn't follow. It was too sophisticated. <laughs> 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 he went too deep. <laughs> hey, the thing about Jay Leno, though, and I think Joe knows this, is that he's a great stand-up comic. He's one of the best it, ever. Yeah, he's totally different than what he is on The Tonight Show. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, I was suffering physical pain. I was laughing so hard when I saw him do his full stage act. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, and it was edgy. It was great. He dumbed it down for The Tonight Show, made a gazillion dollars, and stayed number one for like 30 years or something. He's got this (laughs) new show out, too, where uh, I've seen maybe two episodes, but he's clearly in his element. It's him essentially just with his his garage. Jay Leno's garage, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a number of episodes of that on Cars I Was Interested in. It's a pretty cool show. I'm not even a car guy, but just seeing him in that element and his passion, he's, he's good at that. Never had children. I don't know if his sperm don't work or... The old lady can't do it or what? Or... <laughs> to use the technical term. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want any kids. So we're trying to avoid getting to this, I suppose. There, there was a, uh, uh, a shooting. Police shot and killed a guy in the Sacramento area. It's getting national attention now. It's one of those, did the police overreact? Is, is this appropriate? Stories. And there's videos, and people are looking at them. And yeah. you, know, you, know, you know the story. You know how these go. Well, the fact that there are videos and body camera videos and the rest of it is very instructive. Uh, the long and short of it is the gent was unarmed. He had only a cell phone and was shot like 20 times uh, in the backyard of his grandparents' house. Nobody knew at that point it was his grandparents' house. Um, the guy had been doing some crimes. Uh, there had been calls to the coppers. The coppers found the guy via the police helicopter. He was smashing windows in cars and a house or two, at least one house. Police helicopter was fine, was following him, directing the ground officers uh, where to go, where he was running to, et cetera, et cetera. They're pursuing him, and they end up uh, in the backyard with this fellow. Um, shout, show me your hands, show me your hands. One of the cops says he's got a gun. Many shots were fired off. Um, immediately afterward, um, they continued shouting, show me your hands, and it was clear the guy wasn't going to do anything because he'd been shot a lot of times. And the cops asked each other, were you hit? Are you all right? Are you hit? Um, so, you know, unless they're the world's greatest actors, they actually thought he had a gun in the dark of the backyard, you know, in this situation. Um, you know, it's it's another great example, and this sort of this theme comes up again and again. People who see it one way are utterly unwilling to admit the other side has any sort of point, and vice versa. Some activists are a little upset with the fact that for some reason, as the cops are looking for him, um, well, I'm sorry, about six minutes after the shooting, an officer can be heard telling another officer, hey, mute, and then they mute their microphones on their body cameras. Mm, What's that mean? Video continues. Officers can be seen speaking to each other and at least one civilian on the scene for about two more minutes before the video ends. Les Simmons, pastor and social activist in Sacramento, who viewed the footage with two of the uh, dead man's uh, family members, said, we asked, can they do that? They all just muted their mics. It was a moment of 
What are they doing? What are they saying? I didn't know that was an option. That kind of takes the fun out of having body cameras if you have the ability to turn them off if you're going to do something untoward. Yeah, or why not? You know, I think Ashley, the pastor, put it pretty well. Can they do that? What are they doing? What are they saying? That's not a good move. Reminds me of, and if there is a reasonable explanation for it, I'm sure it will come in via the email, uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or 415-295-KFTC if you'd rather text. But uh, it reminds me of um, the one commentator saying of Trump's lawyer, if you have an innocent client, act like it. Um, At the same time, you know, some of the community activist people are denying the fact that this guy was guilty of a number of crimes. He has two beautiful little children. The criminal? Yeah. Yeah. The dead guy. I should say the dead guy. Well, he is a criminal. He's been convicted of multiple crimes. What Um, kind of crimes? Oh, man, I don't have it in front of me. Should Um, that play a role in the discussion? I uh, don't know. There's a burglary charge, I believe, a weapons charge. There may be an assault, but don't quote me on that. I don't have it right in front Hmm. of me. I I don't know if that makes any difference. Uh, You know, I don't know. Violent crimes are different than a guy breaking into cars. You don't get shot dead for breaking into cars, so maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know if that has any role in this whatsoever. Right. You know, listen, it's it's worth mentioning, and, and everybody's so quick to judgment and come down on one side or the other. We don't feel the need to do that around here. I will tell you this. If you are doing crimes and you get into the hiding from cops in the dark business, you're doing something very, very dangerous. I don't recommend it. Um, so this guy, uh, you know, the activist, his family members putting the accent on the fact that he has two beautiful children um, that he was trying to raise, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and the rest of it. They don't want to talk about the convictions. They don't want to talk about the crimes. They don't want to talk about how incredibly ill-advised it is to do what he was doing. And he may be a crazy guy, may have mentally mental problems or whatever. But it seems clear that the cops were, at the very least, in earnest in wanting him to do what he had to do to not get shot, and then were convinced that he had a gun in the immediate aftermath. I mean, seconds after the shots stopped, they're asking, are you hit? Are you all right? So, But he didn't have a gun. Nope. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Another shakeup on Team Trump. White House and Overdrive looking for the Putin phone call leaker. And you can add a California county and two more cities looking to divorce themselves from the state's sanctuary laws. Okay. Story's coming up. Uh, getting to the bottom of that, can you mute the mics on your body cams thing is interesting. Uh-huh. Should that be an option? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a delicate... of Sacramento, Daryl Steinberg, who I've hated now for almost 20 years uh, because he's Way to a, nurse that grudge. Because he's a lying bastard. Um, uh, he has said he's not going to second-guess the cops making a split-second deci- decision, which makes me think that he doesn't think there's something there because he's certainly the sort of guy that's going to make a big deal out of it if he thinks it's going to help him politically. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the family, uh, they're saying he was murdered by the police. He's a martyr. They will make his name known nationwide like Trayvon Martin, etc., etc., um, search of Sacramento Superior Court records finds four related cases to the uh, the decedent, two felony counts of domestic abuse, to which he pleaded guilty and agreed to complete a treatment program, an 08 robbery charge, and charges in 2013 for possession of firearm and possession of a controlled substance. 
Uh-huh. None of which the police knew when they no, uh, it's not in the fun- backyard. So. Right. It's not fundamental to that uh, very quick decision to shoot or not shoot. It, God, it I... does speak to the idea that there's no way he was doing crimes. He was totally innocent in his backyard, especially because the police helicopter showed us the video of tracking him to where he ended up being shot. I hate these unarmed people getting shot stories, though. Oh, of course. Just freaking awful. Of course, yeah. And the cops aren't big fans of it either. But, yeah, there are a number of experts reviewed in the uh, the Washington Post, for instance, has a couple experts saying, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but it's justified, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the USA Today headline is, Unarmed black man shot dead in Sacramento by police. Technically true. Uh, It is, certainly, but uh, I could certainly parse that headline and why it was written that way, although we all know why it was written that way, so there's no point. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump's lead attorney is stepping down today. John Dowd resigning as the president shakes up his legal team. Trump has been considering adding more firepower to that team to more aggressively confront special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Now, it's not immediately clear he'd be taking over as the president's lead personal attorney, but Trump earlier this week hired another veteran Washington lawyer, Joseph DiGenova. He's been he's now joined the legal team. DiGenova was expected to play a forward-facing role on that team filling what Trump felt was a lack of voicers publicly defending him and challenging the special counsel. DiGenova has publicly argued that Trump had been framed by the FBI and Justice Department officials. So Trump is gearing up. Yeah, boy. Meanwhile, the president is described as infuriated over the leak about his congratulatory phone call to Vladimir Putin this week. For his part, the chief of staff, John Kelly, is equally dismayed and reportedly working hard to find the source of that leak. Well, they ought to be. Meantime, if it was a spy movie, he'd be killing himself. That's who I suspect. That you can't you can't run a country like that. Whether whether you like the president or don't like the president, you can't run a country like that. Yeah, it is inexcusable. Unless the, I wonder if the person thinks they're some sort of brave defender of the oh. American people against the evil that is Trump. It's possible. Or, or they're just the sort of person who really enjoys showing off their access, it's, uh, which is the national yeah. sport in D.C. There's really. a third option, but um, like MSNBC is going with that first option, that if it's, it's brave patriots who, who recognize that Trump's a out-of-control a maniac, and they're wanting to alert everybody to it, the fact that he didn't follow his note cards, which I don't understand that part of the story. The freaking president gets to ignore the advice of advisors. Well, I mean, plus, it was made clear that that was in a briefing that he may not have looked at prior to the call because he'd always been already been briefed verbally about the call, and it's not clear at all whether he ever saw that card. But he could have people around him who think he's a maniac and they're, they're being true patriots. It could be somebody who, uh, you know, is getting something on the side, either... Um, or just likes being the big shot. Sure. Call up their media reporter's friends. Or maybe they're getting paid. Or sex or something from a reporter. Senator, to, to give up information. Senator Marco Rubio speaking out on this. I do not like the fact that he congratulated Putin. But I think longer term, the real problem is you have some duplicitous individual close to the president who's turning around and telling it to the media. If you don't like the guy, quit. Leave. But don't be duplicitous and don't undermine the presidency. Plus, it's all—it's selective leaking. Sure, this person isn't leaking when a great decision is made and lives are saved or whatever else. It's 
obviously somebody with an agenda. So, now I heard it described as a very small number of people that it could even be. Yes. I don't have any idea what that small number is. Are we talking like it could it could only be four people? Or are we talking 40 people? I think I think it sounds more like six six to ten max. God dang it. I would I would want to get them all yeah. in a room. Okay, well, nobody, we're all staying in the weekend here. Nobody's leaving this room until we figure out who, which one of you is doing this. I might go high school gym teacher. Nobody steps forward, you're all fired. Yeah, that's one way to do it. We're going to spend eight hours in this room. I'm going to leave this room. Y'all are going to sit in here. Every damn one of you is fired. Unless one of you steps forward. Why don't you guys work that out? I'll see you in eight hours. God, I remember one time. I wish I could. You give them all knives. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wish I could remember all the details of this school assembly. I don't think I was there originally, but somebody had thrown a wadded up ball of tape which, which actually a wadded up ball of tape is pretty hard it's got some yeah. weight to it oh i've played exciting games with tape balls anyway at an assembly somebody had thrown one and hit a teacher like in the side of the face near the eye oh that's not cool no well, no it's not that's an assault jack i can't believe you're making light of this <laughs> am i <laughs> uh but so but they wanted to know who threw it and so it ended up being a thing where we were on lockdown in this gymnasium, all of us, and the time just kept dragging on. Nobody's leaving until somebody, you know, admits who who did this. Wow. And I don't remember how it ended, but it went on for a they very long time. probably started dragging people to the middle of the court and executing them. It lasted a very long time. Until you turn in the person who did this. It was very exciting as a child, I remember. Yeah, very dramatic. Yeah, because I didn't do it, because right. I'm not the kind of person that does that sort right. of thing. But um, you're no tape chucker, and I didn't know who did it. But uh, yeah, we were there. I wish I could. You would think I'd remember how it ended. I just remember being in that gymnasium and thinking, "We're going to be here all night. What about dinner? That's what right. if I have to go to the bathroom?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a practical man. <laughs> Orange County and other cities could be opting out of California's sanctuary status. The Orange County Register reporting that the county, as well as Aliso Viejo and Buena Park, are looking at following in the footsteps of Los Alamitos. That city's council voted on Monday to go against the state law that limits cooperation with ICE agents. Immigration advocates say cities that do the same are breaking the law and they could be dragged into court. Oh, now you're you're a big uh, law and order person, are you? That's yes. hilarious. Yeah. And as we said yesterday, so you got this the country declaring, you know, we're going to enforce immigration law. You got a state saying, no, we're not. Then within that state, a county saying, yes, we are. Then within that county, a town saying, no, we're not. And then a single neighborhood says, yes, we are. And then a dude says, yes, we are in the living room, but we're not in the bathrooms. And then, <laughs> come on. What did 95... God, corrupt God, just this is... It's an amazing situation. What did 95% of shoppers want when they go to brick-and-mortar stores? Bricks-and-mortar. 90, 95%. If shoppers want, what do they want most? I don't know. To be left alone. Mm. <laughs> Name brand l- products at a good value. <laughs> right, Michael. Good point. <laughs> HRC Retail Advisory did a survey and they said they want to be left alone. They don't want salespeople coming up and saying, "Hey, can I help you? What are you looking for?" It's a tough one, yeah. but you, you gotta, you gotta kind of. Well, it's a tough because if you hover too closely, I leave. I just, uh, you're ooging me out. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. somewhere else. Right. But the I can't find anybody to ask a question also will make you pretty unhappy. Hey, did, did, does this, is there anybody that works here? Does anybody know if this works or not? Or 
if this price is right or whatever. As a dewy-eyed young lad in the food service industry, Jack, somebody uh, made the point to me, the perfect waiter is completely invisible till the moment you need them, then they're right there. Mm. And that's, you know, that's what you shoot for. And I hate the, uh, of course, maybe they think I'm going to shoplift, but I hate the, because <laughs> I dress like a bum. I look yeah. like a hobo. Well, that's true. Um, uh, but I hate the hovering over me, watching me. Leave me alone, would you? They look at you that way? Kinda it, it's because he's black. Could be. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation, and now the Bell of Freedom. No, ring on, oh, Bell of Freedom, ring on. I am often dressed like a, what a shoplifter would look like if a shoplifter has a look, I suppose. Well, remember when you were at the inauguration, you were practically a cartoon assassin. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You have, you have a gift. <laughs> Did you see the uh, on the Twitter when you were at the basketball game that some fans saw you, found you on the TV? Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah, my mom did. She stayed home and watched the game and saw us behind the bench. Yeah, somebody did like a screen capture and drew a circle around you and oh. you and your pop. You were wearing purple, I think. Yes, I was yeah. wearing my lavender shirt that I wore yesterday and the day <laughs> <Wow>. before. What? <laughs> Do you dress like a bum or are you one? So I've worn that shirt three times in a week, which is probably enough. You rinse it out every night. Yeah. It's oh. been washed. Each time. Okay. You're All listening right. to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. YouTube is planning a Karate Kid series that follows the characters 34 years later. Yeah. The show is entitled Ralph Macchio's Mortgage is Due. uh, Thank you. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So what's the story on that? This thing looks hilarious. So this is picking up the story of the Karate Kid. This isn't like a a new Karate Kid or anything like that. It is is a YouTube TV series picking up of the lives of these... Uh, of of Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, Daniel Son, and Johnny, the guy that he fought in the climactic right. battle of the initial one. Right, the hated blonde-haired kid. Right, this is 34 years later, so they're both 40-something. Daniel, Relu- Relu- Daniel LaRusso has taken the fame that he got from this high school karate tournament and has become somewhat of a local celebrity, and he's used this celebrity to open up some sort of what appears to be a luxury car dealership. <laughs> so he's living the high life. He's big, he's big up there. He's wearing suits. Johnny, he did not take the loss well. He appears to be in some sort of drunken haze of a life. Oh, it the, ruined his life. Yeah, he, the Nazi man cave, they, Johnny. They, they, they introduce him waking up on next to like a tip, tipped over beer on his floor. Right. Oh. But a bit of a character flop because he seems, Johnny seems to be playing the role of Mr. Miyagi in this one. Where he is, they're, they're kind of positioning LaRusso as like the, the corporate guy. Right, and now he's John- turned into a dick. Yeah, yeah, and now Johnny's the guy who opens up a dojo, teaches kids how to defend themselves against bullies. Like this looks wow. fascinating and hilarious. <laughs> but his earlier humiliation it. still has driven him to drink. <laughs> fascinating. Oh boy. Oh, and Daniel Russo, he does cool car ads where they're chopping the prices. <laughs> oh, we're, I like we're, it. Yes, we're kicking the deals. Oh man, this is good. You know, I it, can't initially I couldn't understand why anybody would have any interest in it, but you're, you're hooking me. This oh, is possibly no, going to be the best thing that's ever been on the internet. <laughs> Uh, we didn't talk enough about this giant spending bill that passed. Oh my god! People are bored yeah. by spending bills. It is your money. 
It's that giant chunk of money that, that, you know, when you get your check, there's a number up here and a number down here, and the number down here is way less than the number up here. That money in between that goes to the government, it's being spent right now in this giant 2,200-page spending bill that's getting zero attention. There's like three people in the entire city of Washington, D.C. that actually know what's in it. It's going to pass and it's going to be signed because we're whole bored. We're all bored with the idea of paying attention, I guess. Well, you're so right. It occurs to me, and then the Soviets knew this, and Putin knows this, and the great thieves of history know it. The, the great heyday is not when you get away with crimes. It's when people become so bored by them, they don't care anymore. And there's no resistance. Now the crime is out in the open, and you can't even get anybody interested in it. Well, and there's no party even pretending to be the fiscally responsive responsible party anymore right they just just say well we got ours in it yeah it's just where you want the money to go we're more into the military side of things and we got a giant increase we're into domestic spending as democrats we got a giant increase Mm -hmm. how's this you know we hit was it friday afternoon i tweeted about it we officially hit 21 trillion dollars in debt it was a milestone in our history i went i went back through some of the uh the other milestones we hit one trillion i think in 1982 we're now at 20 21 trillion yeah. Um, and and just it's just not even an issue anymore. It's just not something people talk about. Hey, uh, can you throw up some links, uh, Hanson, Nansen, Panson, would you, for uh, number one, uh, a video entitled um, Rules for Rulers. You'll find it on the YouTube very quickly. A lot of people driving, they'll forget the name of it when they get there. And we aim to serve here at the Armstrong and Giddy Show. Service is our hallmark. Uh, so Rules for Rulers so is the video. So you aim too, please. Um, hilarious. You'll notice there's no P in our ool. Uh, moving along, and the other thing is a book called The Dictator's Handbook. If you're not into the brevity thing, man. Yeah, that's the video. And uh, dig them. It's all about the fact that any regime, be it a dictator or a democracy, needs swag to hand out to ensure loyalty. And we're just handing out such ginormous amounts of swag these days to ensure people's votes that we've completely forgotten about the very concept of being... Uh, um, well, bankrupt and what it would mean. We'll tear into that a little bit more tomorrow. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Okay, great. I peed myself. Hmm. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, I got to tell you, I ran around the house cleaning it all up the other day, and then I got a phone call, and my former girlfriend is not going to come flying oh, in to see me. Oh, man, that's a letdown. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, uh, something came up. Yeah, make sure you keep talking about it on the radio, though. <laughs> well, uh, she doesn't mind. Yeah. Yeah, the upside is your house is clean, yeah, right? Well, it's true. Yeah. Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, don't use dating apps. Pick up your mate at a red light. Just roll down your passenger window and yell out your phone number. When the light turns green, drive alongside and wave. You'll be married in no time. <laughs> an excellent tip. Positive. Sean, your final thought. Yes, March Madness is back. Four games happening today. We have another uh, a mirror match. We have the Wildcats facing the Wildcats. Wildcats will win that one. I have the, the Wolverines over the Aggies, the Seminoles over the Bulldogs, and the Wolfpack over the Ramblers, because I'm just picturing a Rambler as like a hobo who have all their possessions and a handkerchief tied uh, on the edge of a stick. Yeah. I think a Wolfpack takes that guy out. Oh, please, yeah. Eats him and his stuff. Well, Jack, yes? You predicted the biggest upset in NCAA yeah. history last week, so... Yeah, bet accordingly, folks. Jack, your final thought? Yeah, last week we hit $21 trillion. We hit $1 trillion in 1982. We started this century at $5.7 trillion. We're already at $21 trillion in debt. This is the greatest theft in the history of mankind, and it's from one generation uh, to another. It's astonishing. My final thought, do I have time for this? I really don't. 
I do not. You got squeezed out. You all have been so greedy, so selfish, you've left me no time, and I resent it. <laughs> that's your final thought? Yeah. We will try to bring you some of the particulars of this new giant bill, that's spending bill that got passed. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye bye. Wolf Blitzer now goes by his porn name, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.